I'm Erin. And this is Somebody's Gotta Know, a podcast where we have questions. And somebody's gotta have answers. I forgot the intro. Should we try again? Should we? No, no. At this point, if I fuck it up, they get to hear. All right. We also, this might have just been the mood we were in last time, but in our last recording, uh, we, we yelled quite a bit. We were quite loud. Good. Um, okay. Sometimes I feel like we're too quiet, so I'm No, not. uh, well, me. Maybe me. Um, but you know what I realized? Sorry, are you telling me that I'm always loud? You just, last time, you uh-huh. were just really excited. It's okay, though. It's okay, though. You can fix it in post. <laughs> okay. I, I can fix it in post. Yeah. I'll learn how eventually. Hi, friends. This is future Hannah. I am currently learning how. I just wanted you to know. Be nice to me if this episode's weird. Um, all right. This is the how are you section. How are you, Hannah? I'm good. Um, this is actually the section where you're going to tell everyone the story about mangoes that you just told me when we were outside. Because oh, I need no. the world to know. Uh, and the fact that you didn't see this coming really says a lot about you. All right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. So, the mango story. As many of our listeners may know... I'm pretty sure this is true. The mango is one of the most popular fruits on the planet. Most. You continue. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fact check that. Uh, yeah, most commonly consumed um, because it's delicious. As anyone who has ever even tasted a mango knows, it's like a superior fruit. Um, and finding a ripe mango in the northeast of the United States. Um, is a tricky business. But when you find one, it's great and exciting. Um, Oh, the world's most consumed fruit is mango. Look at that. Usually called as the king of fruits. Mangoes are a rich source of calcium. Nope. (laughs) Calcium. Gonna keep it. Vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin B6, and vitamin B12. Anyways. Okay. So. Great. I learned something this weekend, or. Two weekends ago? Two weekends ago. And that is that people apparently don't eat the skin of a mango. Um, I was an uneducated mango eater, and I'll I'll explain how that happened. Um, So as you might have heard last time, I went on this camping slash filming trip, and I thought a great snack to bring on a kind of adventure would be mango. Um, It was in season. It was really tasty. I thought people will be excited. This will be a treat. Okay, so I... Cut up the mango like I always have for myself, and that is like an apple, like with the skin on it, to eat like an apple where you hold the skin and you just eat the whole thing, um, like in slices. Like she made apple slices out of the mango, and ate the skin. Yes, which I thought everybody did. Like I thought just everyone eating a fresh mango would pick it up, you rub it on your shirt to get what, like the pretend thing we do, and then you bite into it. The pretend thing we do. I never did understand people rub the apples. I on always shirt. do it, so it's shiny. You're like, ooh, shiny apple, and then you eat it. No, you're. I think the idea is if you were like picking it off a tree, you dust the dirt off of it. I guarantee that that tree has less dirt on it than my shirt. Fair, fair. Um, well, I take care of children for a living. There's no way the tree's dirtier than me. Won't contradict. Um, but anyway, at the film trip, I said, "Hey, everyone, I brought mango." They're like, "That's great." We were in the car. I pull out the little Ziploc baggie of mango slices that I have. I hand a couple to my friend, 
And she's like, gee, thanks. And she goes to bite into it like you do an orange. Or a watermelon. Or a watermelon. Because nobody eats oranges with the skin still on. No. I do have a story about someone who does, but oh, that's for another God. time. That's I for... don't want to know. But they, like, knew it was weird. This is different. What? Do I know this person? No. Okay, no. then I don't want to know. Um... <laughs> And I take the mango slice, about to eat it the way I would, where I just bite into it. And my friend stopped and said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm eating my mango slice. And she's like, with the skin on it? And I said, yeah. Are you not supposed to do that? And she was like, I I don't know. I thought mango skin was poisonous. And I said, well, I've been eating mango skin for years, and I don't think I'm poisoned. And she was like, I've never seen anybody do that before. Now, I didn't think I was eating mango in such a sheltered way, but apparently I was, um, because I told her that even cutting it up was, like, kind of a weird thing. Like, normally, I just would pick it up, like I said, and... Eat it like an apple. Just bite into it. This is baffling to me. I will have you know, friends, that I have never eaten a mango in my life, so I don't have, like, any experience in this. Yeah, like, I've had, like, mango in smoothies or Or, dried mango mm -hmm. slices, um, but I've never, like gotten a mango, looked at it, and gone, okay, how do I get this into my body? <laughs> uh, so I don't have, I can't say that I wouldn't have had the same experience, but the fact that it happened to Erin and not to me means that I get to make fun of her for it. Well, my friend tried the skin, and she said, okay, it's a little chewy and weird. And I said, well, I've always eaten it, so to me it's just what a mango tastes like. So Erin is putting in so much more effort than everyone else in the world when she eats her mangoes, because of how much extra chewing she has to do. <laughs> I, but, I mean, the amount of time it takes to peel a fruit, I don't know. That's a lot. But I feel like, like, we're good at our arm muscles. Our jaw muscles are not as strong. So the effort that goes into chewing something like that versus peeling something like that, at least double. Maybe that's why I have such a strong jawline. Maybe that's why I get so tired chewing. <laughs> you need to exercise that jaw. When we were kids, not even kids, I can't even lie. Um, anytime I eat chips with my sister, I give her all of the folded ones if they're kettle cooked. Like if we were to eat like Cape Cod chips. Yeah. The foldies go to Megan because they're too much chewing for me. Oh and my it God. makes my jaw tired. I'll only oh. eat the flat chips. Oh my God. You know something? When I was a little kid, someone told me that a folded chip is good luck. A lot of people think that. We I had um, someone told me that can't be true because Cape Cod chips come with so many folded ones. And I said, well, Maybe Cape... they're just a very lucky brand of chips. Yeah. When I, I will say that if I'm, like, eating my own bag of Cape Cod chips, I will... Like, I'm not wasting half the bag. I just am, like, a little bit resentful about it. Really? I love even the double-folded ones. Mm-mm. If it's, like, if it's like folded... You know what I mean? Like, folded one way, folded the other, so it's, like... Like, in quarters? Yeah. Yeah. To me, I'm like, ooh... This is. I'm gonna a great start chip. saving all of those in like a Ziploc bag and giving you just those because that. Ooh, no, I only like. It's just too much in my mouth all at once. I want a flat chip. They can have like a wave to it, but if it's folded, back in the bag. I'll leave those for Jason, for my sister. Wow. For the children. I didn't know this was a divide in the world between the people who like the folded chip and the people who don't. The other thing, though, when I will eat a folded chip, you know when you pull out a folded chip and there's a regular chip attached to it because yeah. the fold got it? Yeah. That's called a bonus chip. Oh. That's lucky. Oh, that must be like soup. You've got to make a That's not just lucky. you got to make a wish, I think. Like with eyelashes? Yeah. Like you blow the chip away and make no, a No, no. You have to oh, eat the oh. chip to get the oh, wish. okay, okay. 
<laughs> Look, I'm being loud again. It's okay. I figured it took me a long time, but I realized if it's really bad, I can literally go through the conversation and make your lines quieter and mine louder. <laughs> oh, good. So it's okay. There's got to be like a quick button where you highlight it all and go balance and it like evens everything out. There's got to be. That sounds like a great idea. I don't know if it does exist, though. Um, You're the master editor. I'm just coming up with the thoughts. The thoughts. Mm. I love it. Well, was there anything else to the mango story? That was pretty much it. No, basically I wanted them all to know that you eat mango skin like a fucking weirdo. Everyone laughed at me. Um, And I said, (laughs) (laughs) more for me, I guess. You can have all of the mango skin. It's, I will say, if you're someone who enjoys, like, chewy fruit snacks, like, if you're that kind of person, like, I like, like, dried mango. It's already kind of tough. Oh, yeah, 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 If you already kind of enjoy... I was trying to think of, like, fresh fruits that are chewy and was really curious what else you're eating wrong. Fresh fruit? No, I mean, like... Like, like, dried fruit. Yeah, but even, like, I I didn't mean a snack that is fruit. I meant, like... Fruit snacks? Fruit snacks. Oh, okay, okay. I like Like, gelatin... I was, I was picturing, like, a snack that is fruit I, and chewy, and I, I was realized, like, Aaron, what are you doing wrong? <laughs> no, I'm talking about if you buy, like... Kids' fruit snacks. Yeah. Like, Welch's fruit snacks. But even if you buy, like, some of the organic brands... Like, those are extra chewy. They're extra chewy, and I love those. I could... They really stick to your teeth. Yeah. If you enjoy that, you'll like the skin on the mango. I have to buy a mango now. I'll report back. Next time I we'll say report. that a lot. We were supposed to, I was thinking about this because last week we were like, oh right, we never measured Hannah's wingspan. We'll do it, we promise, we'll report back. That's the second time we've promised to measure my arms to see if they're proportionate. We also, during Yaren's episode, said that we were going to throw clocks to test that theory and report back. No, we clearly were not going to actually. I would like to throw a clock. We're going to get me to eat a mango and report back. We never reported back, guys. There is something I want to report back on, though. Uh, and I'm going to ask you, did you try the flirty shoulder? Yeah. What happened with your okay, flirty well, shoulder? Okay, think, well, I think that I went about it the wrong way because I wanted him to say no to something and then for me to ask with the shoulder. So I asked for another cat. He's and not he get said him. no. And That's I went, impossible. You I can't... went, how about now? And he went, no. And then I dropped both shoulders and I said, what about this way? And he said, no. And then I turned around and he went, Maybe. And that's because my boobs were out. All right. All right. All right. He, he he knew what he would get if he kept saying no, though. Also, you... A cat. A cat was too far. It I was went, too far. I went too far over the hump. Yeah. Also, speaking of boobs, though, this is only mildly related. The... <laughs> that could be the other name of our podcast. <laughs> this is only mildly related. <laughs> yeah. We should change the name. Um, that would be actually a really good name. That'll be this our spinoff. Aaron, this it's is all... Aaron, and this is only mildly related. <laughs> okay, um, you can tell the story. Uh, the top corner of our fitted sheet on my side of the bed never stays. Okay. Jason thinks it's because I move too much. I like to blame him for everything. Who knows? Who knows why my sheet pops off every night and his As someone doesn't. who has lived with Hannah... The argument that she moves too much in her sleep is a strong, is a, has a strong, um, uh, background. It's got a lot of weight behind it. Yeah, Um, I do toss and turn all night, and he said that if he tries to roll away from me, I roll back on top of him. Mm -hmm. And not even cuddling, I'll just lay on him. So, whatever. I don't believe him. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> but last night I had fixed it like six times and I couldn't get it to pull up enough to like tuck under the mattress because the dogs were on the bed and he was on the bed and I bent over and I was kind of yelling about it because I was frustrated but not like at him just like in general and I was so could you please try and fix it while I go to the bathroom and he said I'm really sorry I did not hear a word you just said and I went excuse me and he went your tits are really out and I had on a sports bra and was bent over so it was just like cleavage and I did this and went, Jason, and he goes, oh yeah, I heard you now, and looked up into my eyes. <laughs> wow. That's, that's kind of cute. Did you try the flirty shoulder? I did. And? Um, well, here's a fact about myself I feel like I've avoided necessarily sharing out loud on the podcast, but if it wasn't evident by the clues thus far shared, um... Aaron and I live with my parents in my parents' house. No, I think that we explicitly said that Have once. we said that? The episode that Aaron was on because he called Lisa his landlord. Oh, that's right. I think that's the only oh. time that we've said it, but we have hinted a few times. Well, other times you've said like, oh, at Aaron's house. And then we've hinted at like how... Your mom's always around. Yeah. And I, <laughs> so I was like, they either think my mom is here all the time or... And I... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway, we live with my parents. Um, so that kind of... Limits the opportunities for the surprise flirty shoulder, right? Erin and I have to be a bit more economical with our Mm. um, alone time, flirty time. Yeah, Um, economical. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of the right word earlier, but um, so Erin did actually hear a little bit of the podcast because he came in once while I was editing, and I said, "Do you want to hear a little bit?" and took my headphones out. Um, so earlier today, when I was like, Hannah's going to be here in about an hour and a half, that's how long I have to try the flirty shoulder. Um, (laughs) Aaron was leaving, um, and I said, wait, wait, stop. And I just came out of the bedroom and I had this sweater on, but not this t-shirt. Okay. The t-shirt that she's wearing is very high necked, so it would not a flirty shoulder. There's no flirty shoulder with this. I went into the bedroom because I was like, I need to take the shirt off and just be in the sports So bra that thing. I can flirty shoulder. Yes. <laughs> and then I came, and Aaron was like, what are you doing? And he's like on the middle of the stairs. And I came out and I like tried, like dipped the sweater and like sh- 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 swished hair. my hair. And I was like, he's going to remember. He's going to know what's happening right now. And I like kind of did the wiggle and like went yeah. into the bedroom. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe he'll like Follow me. <laughs> Follow me. And, and so he, I come back and he's like, is that, um, what am I, is that a come hither thing? It's like, what's happening? <laughs> oh no. Um, and I was like, I, I was just trying to look his shoulder. <laughs> but, but. The, there has to be words with it. There has to be like a. Oh no. I like a, a yes or no that you need from somebody. Well, so that's There's what I. convincing. That's what I explained to him. I, I said. It's I, not, it's not just like, here's my shoulder. This is the old times. You've never seen one before. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't want to listen to me. What if I take off a little bit of my shirt, but not enough to reveal anything now? Will you do what I want? That's right. You thought I'd show you my boobs. Well, so I so was standing halfway on the stairs with him now. And I said, I think it's transactional. I said, I think I'm supposed yeah. to ask you for something. You say no. I give you the floaty shoulder. (laughs) You change your answer. You change your mind. And Aaron was like, you can just ask me things. Like, that's fine. I I don't think you need to, like, coerce me. (laughs) I was like, that's very sweet. Um, Listen, Aaron Hodge, you and I have led very different lives, I think. I've done a lot of coercing in my time. (laughs) 
But this is the part that cracked me up, is that I was like, okay, forget the flirty shoulder. I tried it. I did what I was supposed to do. But I'm kind of like leaning against the wall. And like I said, I have this like sports, sports bra, bra thing yeah. on. But it's kind of longish. But it's, it's like a crop top. Kind of like a crop top. Yes. And I'm kind of leaning against the thing. And I'm thinking he's going to say, okay, goodbye. I got to do my thing. But then he, he says, but I do like the tummy. Flirty tummy. <laughs> and and he's like, Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Like goes with, and then leaves and that's what he enjoyed about the whole thing. But I love it. Um that reminds me that the other thing that Jason said, because I explained what the flirty shoulder was after he told me no a bunch of times. He's like, This is what I was trying to do. It's worked for me in the past on other men and the occasional lady Aaron. Uh <laughs> and he went, Here's the deal, Hannah. I've seen a lot of your body at this point, arguably all of it, many times, without very hard work on my part. The shoulder's not going to work anymore. <laughs> I'm sure it works on anyone who hasn't seen your boobs. And I went, so nobody? And he went, okay, it probably works on some people who have seen your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's not that you're doing it wrong. It's that I sleep next to you every night and I can see you naked whenever I want. And I was like, whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> The shoulder, I guess, doesn't hold very much intrigue for him. We're just trying to flirt with our committed partners like they're 14-year-old boys. <laughs> or like I just met them in the bar and need them to, like, give me money. Oh, yeah, that too. I've never I think I flirted like that with 14-year-olds when I was 14. I think when I was 14, I was living by the standard of modest is hottest. I definitely wasn't. Dating anyone. And I had a purity ring. Oh, you had a purity ring. I did not have that. I had a purity ring when I met you in college. You're right. You did. Wow. I think we need to change subjects. I think that a lot has changed since Aaron and I met. Anyways, you want to know what we're talking about today? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Is this how we're going to transition? Um, we're just going to transition. Yeah. Um, should we do a do-to-do? That's helped in the past. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
like went in, into like a full riot, but they call it the uprising because a riot has negative connotations and this was very much for a positive thing. And they were answering violence with violence because they had tried to be peaceful many, many times before and they got nowhere with it. And it worked. Um, Just to clarify, because maybe I'm not even totally clear on this, the the opposition the was the police, yes. essentially, right? Okay. Um, and, and, like, community members who were very unsupportive and bigoted and mm. basically anyone who wasn't saying, like, hey, you do you, buddy, was right. the opposition. Um, there were and still are groups against people on the LGBTQIA plus spectrum. I'll explain what all those letters mean. Um, who were outwardly angry and violent and served no consequences, a lot of which happened to be in law enforcement, but the, like, pinnacle was the law enforcement raiding this club that was well known to be for and by and about gay people Mm. and causing a lot of unnecessary violence when they weren't doing anything but living their lives, which we Mm. still see happens. Um, There's still a long way to go, but um, Pride wasn't really officially recognized by any president, and I don't think it's still technically, like, a quote-unquote national holiday um, until 1999 by President Bill Clinton, which sounds like, wow, go Bill! Um, but he also is the president who put in the Don't Ask, Don't Tell law, which essentially made it illegal for anyone who was outwardly LGBTQ to serve in the armed forces. Um, and then it wasn't recognized again until President Obama after Clinton, and he recognized it every single year. Trump recognized it one of his years, but never, like, really officially. He just kind of tweeted about it like he did everything else. Um, And then Biden um, made a big statement this year that I didn't feel like writing down because I don't even like him that much, but he was able to say, like, no, this is important and we should care, and, like, here's why it's important. Um, But it varies with each president if it's, like, recognized and honored in the way that it should be or if they kind of try and brush it under the rug and ignore it but it's gotten to be such this huge celebration around the country and in some other countries um that it's impossible to ignore it's impossible to brush it away and more and more people are coming out and being themselves and hopefully feeling safer doing so depending on where they live and how supportive their circle is so what is lgbtqia plus Tell us, Anna. That's a lot of letters. The plus encompasses anything that hasn't really been defined or discovered or um, thought of yet, and also makes it so you don't have to say 3,000 letters, because there are more. Um, People usually stop at Q. People usually say LGBTQ+, but the IA, I feel like, um, have become more well-known. So L is lesbian, women liking women. Gay, G is gay, men liking men. B is bisexual, but some people call it the bisexual umbrella, so that mm. also is, like, pansexual. Mm. Um, and there's a couple others that fall under there, which basically means, like, you are into more than one gender. Right. If you are a girl who likes girls and guys, great. If you are a guy who doesn't really care what's in somebody's pants or how they dress, just kind of vibes with people's... Thoughts and feelings, awesome. Their energy. Yeah, Um, and anything in between. T is trans. Trans is anyone who um, identifies with a gender that does not match the sex they were assigned at birth. So 
that can mean someone who says, um, listen, I was assigned a female, but I feel like a guy and now I'm going to start dressing differently and cut my hair and that's where they stop. It can be someone who says, hey, I feel like a guy, but I'm not really going to change anything about myself, still counts. And it can be people who go all the way and do the surgical transition and take the hormones and like f change their outward appearance as much as possible um, and anything in between. So that's that umbrella. Can I share something interesting? Yeah. At least that I think is interesting. Change yeah. the way that I've sort of thought about it is people have pointed out um, how we talk about self-care is like, oh, you should do self-care. But then the things we list are like dyeing your hair or getting a fresh haircut or like mm -hmm. doing your spa routine or like getting, um, I don't know, stuff to give yourself a bubble bath. But anyway, yeah. and so for women, it includes all these things that um, are essentially, how did someone phrase it, as like gender affirming practices of, yeah. of what you think you are, you know, yeah. what you, what you are. Getting your um, hair done, getting your nails done, going to the spa. Right. Doing a facial, drinking some wine. Right, right, right. Yeah. And if you're someone who says my self-care is playing, I don't know, basketball with my friends and like mm -hmm. making time to watch football with someone else who cares about it. And like, I don't know, going to the gym, like maybe that, you know, it, it, affirms who you feel like you are. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just sort of changed how I thought it because we think we talk about trans, the trans, transgender practices of what makes them feel comfortable being themselves. And we're like, oh, wow, like, look what they're doing. But we all do it. You yeah. Know? Well, and I think with trans, it falls in line with the word transition. And you uh. don't have to be actively transitioning to be trans. And it doesn't invalidate that part of you, just like if you're bisexual, like as a bisexual lady marrying a man, it doesn't invalidate the fact that I'm bisexual and attracted to women. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, thinking about it that way is like, yeah, you're right. We all do it. it. But it is a lot easier for people to do when their physical appearance matches the self-care that they're trying to do. Do you mean? Right. It is something that we all do. And we just take it more seriously when it's something that someone's trying to do that doesn't match the, like, societal standards that we've placed on them. Right, right, right. Yes. Well, right. I, I think the thing that interested me about it is that when I get the chance to, like, do my whole, like, face skincare routine, mm -hmm. I feel good. Mm -hmm. um, so... What am I trying to say? You're doing things that make you feel more like yourself. Yes, 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 yes. It doesn't, just because your thing is skincare and someone else's thing might be getting their tits chopped off, it makes them feel more like themselves and that's what's important. Right, yeah. It seems so simple, but it, it <laughs> was so not. <laughs> it was so simple in your head. It was. Right, right, right. And I think the message that you're trying to get across should be very simple. But unfortunately... Maybe that's it. There's, like, so many caveats. Because then you're yeah. right. Because then... Because that's... Right. You, it's hard to talk about that issue, like you said, without talking about, in general... Yeah. It's society, how we treat how a man should be or how a woman should be. If that's, like, you know, you're existing in the 
in the one side of the binary. But anyway, please continue. Yeah. I just thought that was Feel free to interrupt at all, because I, not only am I a part of the, um, what did somebody call it? The alphabet mafia. But, <laughs> I love that. Okay. Me too. Um, but I, I basically minored in this in college, so I have a lot of, I need to like refresh my information, but I have a lot of information, so I go kind of quickly, because to me it's like common knowledge, and it's not. Um, so if you have questions at any point, stop me. I do remember when you were taking the classes in college and you'd come back to the dorm and be like, look at this thing that I learned today and be like, I'm going to read this out loud from my book. And I'd be like, that's, that's wild. I didn't know, you know. Which is exactly how I felt when you came back from your Buddhism class and would just brain oh, dump on right. me. that's right, that's um, right. Which is funny because those classes definitely, so what I minored in was sociology, but I really focused in the classes were called the study of Uh, sex, sexuality, and gender studies were the classes. Um, And there was like three or four, and then I took a bunch of other sociology classes on top of it. And I had already started like veering away. Like I mentioned before, I had a purity ring. I was like, modest is hottest. I grew up in that church culture, like very, very deep. And I had already started veering away from it because of where I was at in school. And because I was like, wait a minute, some of these things feel like they don't align with me morally. And I think those classes where I really learned the difference between like sex, sexuality, and gender, which I'm going to get into a little bit, Um, and how, like, this is, this is, like, a thing that we're all born with, and just because some people don't subscribe to what society has called good for the last however many years society has existed doesn't mean that theirs is bad, it just means that we have to learn about it. Mm, But then when you go back in history and you realize that this whole idea... Yeah, which is why I'm going to tell you about some people, because it's always been there. Yes. Always. Yes. Like, one of the people yeah. that we're going to talk about is um, a pharaoh, and one is Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going way back. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually okay. have to pull up. I didn't get to write them all down because the kid woke up when I was doing my... The kid. The child. The kid. I nanny right now because it's summertime. Um, summertime. So there's one that I have to pull up on here, but I will do that when I get to it, and we will pause while I look for it. Okay. Um, so anyways... We were at trans. So the Q can stand for a couple of things. Generally, it stands for queer, which is kind of like a term that people use if either they don't feel like they fit into any of the other terms, but they're not, they're definitely not heterosexual, which is straight. Um, Or if they're really not sure yet if they're a part of things, but they're like, I don't know, I might not feel like a boy or a girl, or I might like girls and I am a girl, or... This feels like it might be a community for me. People will say queer. Um, I also have like a non-binary friend who identifies as a lesbian who sometimes calls herself queer. They go by she, they pronouns. Like it's very, all of that. That was a very complicated sentence if you don't know what any of this is. Um, It can also stand for questioning, which is the same like, I don't know where I fall, but I do feel like I fall somewhere in this realm of stuff. Mm. Um, so that those people are also included. Um, I is intersex, which I believe is people who are born with both male and female reproductive systems or some pieces of them. So they might have like ovaries and a penis or testes and ovaries and a vagina or breasts and like it's just very complicated mm. and that is like a bo- like literally born with you cannot argue a lot of people argue that the other things are like choices and they're not 
Um, and then the A is asexual or aromantic. Asexual is when you don't feel sexual attraction to anybody, and aromantic is when you don't feel romantic attraction to anybody, and the two are not mutually exclusive. You can want to be sexual and not be romantic, and you can want to be romantic and not be sexual, and that's also a spectrum where it's like, okay, there's things called demisexual, where it's like, I'm not, I'm asexual until I'm not. Uh-huh. So, like, like for me, it would be, for an example, I'm marrying Jason. He might be the only person that I've ever felt sexual attraction to because I'm very in love with him and I'm marrying uh-huh. him. That would be demisexual. Uh, which kind of all falls under that A bubble. And then there's the plus. There's other things that I, I don't know as much about and aren't newer in the sense of existing, but newer in the sense of being defined. Um, and so I don't want to speak on them and get that information wrong. But I urge everyone to look into this further if you want more information, because there's a lot of it to know about. So, any questions on that? Um, nope. Nope. Okay. Good. Good so far. So basically, what I'm trying to get at is that the pride umbrella is wide and ever-expanding. Essentially, if you identify as anything other than heterosexual or cisgender, you're a part of pride. Cis is the opposite of trans. So if you identify with the gender that matches your sex organs, so if you have ovaries and identify as female, if you have a penis and identify as male, you are cisgendered. Heterosexual is straight, so if you like the opposite gender and your genitalia matches your identity, you are cishet, is how people kind of shrink that down. Not a bad thing, it just means that you don't fall under the pride umbrella. You can be an ally, you can be a great person, you cannot give a shit if other people do fall under the pride umbrella and not be a bigot. But pride is not yours. <laughs> so that's an important one. Yeah, no, that's fu- that's fair. <laughs> I like that we yeah clarified that. Um. I'm gonna be real supportive and real knowledgeable. You don't get a pardon this. Um. So then the other thing that I wanted to just touch on is that there is a difference between sex, sexuality, and gender. Right. Sex is your reproductive organs. Sex is um, female have breasts and ovaries and a uterus and a vagina and a vulva. Males have more body hair and a penis and testes and a scrotum. Which I think is just the thing that holds the testes. And a prostate. Girls don't have a prostate. I'm trying to think of more male <laughs> organs, but I don't have those. Um, so when, like, people do gender reveal parties or when the... Nurse asks you at your ultrasound if you want to know the gender of your baby. Really what they're talking about is sex. Mm, All that gender reveal parties are saying is my baby has a penis or a vagina. Mm. Yeah. That's what that is. All that sex determines is if you can show your nipples in public. Yeah. That's it. Wow. (laughs) Hey, guys, if this sounds weird, it's because we just had some weird technical difficulty where it suddenly stopped recording and then um, we couldn't make it play back and make any noise. But Aaron fixed it because she's magic. Back to your regularly scheduled Fun fact, show. Hannah did suspect that there was a ghost in the house earlier. Um, I'm not convinced that there's not a ghost. I'll bring my Ouija board over. I mean, I'm definitely not, not convinced now. <laughs> also, it started playing back with the headphones plugged in. And it played out of the app, out of the computer speakers. So, spooky. Very okay. Okay. Continue. So that Tell was sex. 
gender. So sex is, is biological. Gender is how you identify. Sometimes this matches your biological sex. Sometimes it does not. But I, I do just want to say the matching, not matching, not matching is only a thing that was created by contemporary modern social right. structures. Right, so there's like, social structures in place that says that girls behave and look and act right, a certain way. Right. Social structures in place that say that girl that boys behave and look and act a certain way. Um, the other thing is that, like, at least in Western culture, there's still a largely perpetuated gender binary, and that's not the case in a lot of other cultures. Right, and that, right. the gender binary says that there is only male and female. Um, there's a lot of other options. That's where, like, non-binary people come in who usually will use they pronouns, but there's a lot of options for non-binary pronouns. Um, it can also mean your gender not, quote-unquote, matching your sex can mean that you were born male but identify female, you were born female and identify male, or you identify as neither or something else. Um, also, there's people that I know personally who, I have a friend who started transitioning female to male and goes by he, him pronouns now, but frequently wears dresses places, has a full beard because they started testosterone, likes to go out in fishnets and short skirts, thinks it's funny to make people uncomfortable, which I think is great, but also like more power to you. Identifying as male doesn't mean that you can't wear dresses anymore. Identifying as female doesn't mean that you have to wear dresses ever. Right. It's such a silly concept. Um, and reasonably, my favorite argument for this is that the design for dresses really feels like it is a lot more cohesive with male genitalia than pants. Ah. They need a lot more room down there. They have a lot more external junk than we do. Ah. Why yeah. aren't they wearing dresses? Well, if you're Scottish, you have kilts. I will say they, they definitely have something going with that. If you're in ancient Rome, you've got a toga. Um, ah, what a time. What a time. So that's gender, essentially, in a nutshell. Sexuality is how, who you are attracted to, physically mm. or emotionally. Um, this can be no one, this can be everyone, this can be somebody in between. That's where the a lot of the LGBT letters come in. Um, some of them are about gender, a lot of them are about attraction. Yeah. Who do you like? What's in their pants? Which isn't fair and shouldn't be a qualifier. But society said that it is. So, that is your quick rundown on every sociology class I took in college. Real quick. Real quick. Um, <laughs> now, I wanted that to be super quick because I wanted people to have a background because, like I said, this feels very common knowledge to me because of the people that I hang out with and the internet forums that I'm on and the classes that I've taken, but I know that it's not. And especially for people who were born and raised in the same area that we were born and raised in, there's very limited exposure to stuff like that unless you're seeking it out on the internet. Um, so, there's that. If you have questions, DM me on Instagram. If I don't have the answers, I know someone who does. Now. Yeah. Do you have questions, Erin Bennett? Um, I mean, I benefited from being in your drone room while you were taking these classes. That's fair. And you got to take them with me. You were auditing behind the scenes. I was like, oh, wow, I'm learning so much. Um, and, like, no shame, have learned a lot from a lot of the people I follow on Twitter. Yeah. You know, I've got to see, like, writers and other people I admire transition or 
say, you know what, actually, I want to go by they pronouns, and this is who I am, and um, that, I feel like that's also part of it, is accepting um, people, you love and care about them, and as we, people change, like, in, in small ways well, or big ways. And they... I think that that's a huge and great point to make, is that people change, and we should just be accepting Unless they're coming to you and going, ah, my change is that I've decided to be a serial killer. Like, don't accept that. Oh, that, yeah. That's like, not what we're this saying. This should be as easy as me saying, I got a new partner. I broke up with somebody. My favorite color is no longer pink. Like, whatever it is, it or shouldn't like, have to be what... <laughs> when Hannah told us one day that we need to stop buying you elephant things for your birthday. Well, okay, guys, I have a thing for elephants. I always have. But people took that piece of my personality and forgot everything else. And I had so... And people were just buying me, like... And I appreciate every single gift, but just, like, elephant tchotchke things. And when I have no more room for them. I have no need for them. They are not functional. <laughs> Do not buy me anything else with elephants on it. And then that Christmas, my mother only bought me elephant gifts. So that was fun. Wow. That feels like an interesting metaphor. That's like... A lot of them, it's... And, like, it's okay if it's functional. Like, I got a duffel bag covered in... Like, that's fine. It's the little elephant statues and the little elephant ring dish and the elephant stickers and the socks with elephants that are not the style sock that I wear (laughs) and the chapstick that has an elephant on it because you like elephants, but maybe not that chapstick. Like, that's where it becomes an issue. Wow. So yeah, like that, where you guys went, oh, okay, cool. Or when I came out to you guys, which you both already knew before I told you, but I was like real nervous because of how I was raised and where I was raised. And I sat Aaron and Danielle down and I said, guys, I I just don't think that I'm straight. And they both went, Hannah, we knew that the day that we met you, can we please finish packing up to go home? Because it was the end of the school oh, year. that's right. <laughs> and it was very anticlimactic. But I never had to doubt for a second that either of them cared about me. I know. But I feel like if we really got it, you know, we could have, like, bought you a balloon and said, like, congratulations. You figured it out. The rest of us knew, but you finally have come to terms with yourself. We were just like, that's great. We're so glad. There was a lot of other stuff going on. It was the end of our senior year of college. (laughs) Um... Yeah. But yeah, that's like that, but that's how it should go. Like it shouldn't have to be this big ordeal where someone and it's great that it is, and I think that if people want to celebrate coming to terms with who they are, they should. I'm not saying don't throw parties for yourself, but you shouldn't have to go, ooh, are my friends still going to like me? Is my mom gonna let me live here anymore? Am I still gonna have, you know, an income or a family or support? It should just be like please stop buying me elephant things for Christmas. Mm. Also, I might be dating a girl now, and your friends go, cool to both. Can we go get pizza? Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. But even just all these assumptions we function under, just by looking at people. Yeah. Um, which is a lot. I mean, granted, here's the deal. Like, I don't even want to act like I understood all this stuff and acted like a totally perfect person. Like, I feel like it took me a long time to really understand all this stuff and be able to... Yeah, I spent a lot of my life going, because this is what I had heard people around me say, I would parrot things like, I don't mind their choices, but I don't like that lifestyle. Yeah. Not knowing that I was a part of that lifestyle, because that's what I grew up hearing. So I think what's important isn't what we 
used to do and say because mm. you can't change that, but it's that mm. we are making efforts to grow and change and learn and accept everyone at face value. Boom. <laughs> Burp. Solidified it. Okay, continue. So now, What's next? Let's talk about some moderately famous people. Some of them you probably will know better than others. Um, who you may or may not have known were some kind of gay. I would like to caveat this section with the fact that all of this info was stolen from my very good friend Victoria. If you want to learn more, check her out on TikTok at hoodratkarma, H-O-O-D-R-A-T-K-A-R-M-A. She has a whole series for the every day for the month of Pride where she posted a different LGBTQ icon who you may or may not have already known about and all of their accomplishments and the struggles that they went through. She did it on Facebook too, but you can't find her there because you'd have to be her friend. TikTok is public. I wrote that whole paragraph down so I wouldn't forget. Do I know that? This is this is my internet husband, Victoria. You've oh, never met oh, them. Oh, okay, okay. This is the same person I was talking about earlier who I said is non-binary, still identifies as a lesbian, goes by she, they pronouns. Love it, okay. Um, yeah, we're married on the internet. Jason knows about it. Our actual weddings are like a month apart, which is kind of fun. And we have decided that we are the exact personality of each other's fiancés. Like, I'm very much like her fiancé, and she's very much like Jason. So it's wow. very, it's just weird. Every time that we talk, we're like, oh, wow, I've heard these exact words before from the person that I live with. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so the first, I'm actually going to go kind of in reverse order, because the first person I want to talk about is, you know him, you love him. You probably took a history class on him. Alexander the Great. Wow. Was a little okay. bit of a homosexual. <laughs> oh, wait. What I wrote was... <laughs> Not that. Was that wasn't what you had written down? So I wrote Alexander the Great, King of Macedonia, queer icon. <laughs> we know that good old Alex had wives that bore him children. We also know that sexuality was not the same as it, then as it is now. There was more fluidity. There was less stigma, there is slightly less bigotry, um, but there's also documentation of Alex's admiration for young men named Hephaestion, I'm probably saying that wrong, it might be Hephaestion, and Bagos. And there's speculation that there is a depiction of Hephaestion on Alexander the Great's sarcophagus. Oh. And so the Speculation is that he was some sort of queer or gay, or bi, because um, he did have many wives, and those wives bore him children, which means he was probably having sex with them. Um, but it also kind of derails the stigma that any kind of gay man is some kind of, like, flutesy, flouncy, girly man, because he was a, he was, Alexander the Great was a conqueror! All he did was kill people and destroy cities and take them over and also fuck Hephaestion on the side! Yeah. Wow. And he has, like, journals about him, and there's documentation about it, and and that one that one thing on his sarcophagus that very much might be Hephaestion, but we can't say for sure that side of it. We do know for sure that he was but enamored with those two men, at least. Definitely a depiction of a man. young, handsome man, though. Yeah. On his sarcophagus. Like, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. One of my older ones. A little um, older. A little on the older side. When was, when was Alexander the Great doing his thing? Like, I don't know. When was Macedonia around? Uh, Let's look it up. Alexander this was the pre, Great. Is this, was this pre-Roman Empire? I think it I was. I think so. 
Alexander the Third of Macedon, commonly known as Alexander the Gate, Great. I just said Alexander the Gay. <laughs> Alexander the Gay. Freudian slip. Um, ancient Greek kingdom of Macedon, three hundred thirty-six okay. BC. Three hundred thirty-six BC. Three hundred thirty-six. Okay. Wow. So this is even before Christ. Sorry, that's what BC means. <laughs> yep, you're right about that. I, was... I like that they changed it to BCE, which is before Common Era, and that made my mom so mad when they did that in school because they just erased Christ. It was like, well, they should. Um, I was going to say it was before even our Sanskrit writing Indian mathematicians slash poets slash philosophers. They were in 600 BC. Oh, I thought that you were getting specifically towards good old... Um, Fibonacci? Um, Fibonacci with the made-up name. No, Fibonacci's still way, way in the future. Alexander the Great will never know about the Fibonacci sequence. He died in 323 BC in Babylon. Yeah. He only lived to be... Oh, I can't do backwards math. Well, when you live a life of... Like 40 years old. Because I mean, he was born in 356, and it goes backwards. Yeah. And it was a pretty dangerous life he lived. I mean, well, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's pretty taxing on the body, I would think. Before I mean, all that sex and all the conquering. Jeez. And then no modern medicine. None of the modern medicine. Um, yeah. Well, I was actually thinking of a story from Greek mythology of Apollo. Um, and I'm free- I think it's... I think it's the hyacinth flower. I think the story is that Apollo was in love with a young man named Hyacinth who was an athlete. And um, Apollo was just like enamored with this young man and was, you know, having sex with him, doting on him, giving him gifts and things. But Hyacinth, I think it was one of those things that just happens in Greek myths where like he was killed by a frisbee or something. Um and Apollo was so heartbroken, he turned his body into the hyacinth flower, which I think are purple flowers that yeah. kind of look like they're mm-hmm. dripping. But they're supposed to be really beautiful, so it was supposed to match the beauty of... But also very sad. Very sad, very gay, hmm. beautiful athlete men loving each other. Kind of like, um, oh, uh, Achilles, another one. Who was, like, flicked on the heel and shattered into a million pieces. That's yeah. not how it happened, but I picture it when, um... Yes. What's-his-face does it in Hercules to the statue? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito as the goat man. <laughs> yeah. What's the goat man's name? Phil. Phil. <laughs> Danny DeVito as Phil the goat man. Oh, no. But, hey, but Achilles died because he was so... He got so angry that his lover was killed in battle that he kind of went crazy and, um... It was, you know, they got him. What's um, on the heel? So what didn't we mention? Or do you remember? There's a book. The same woman who wrote the book Circe. Before she wrote Circe, she wrote Song of Achilles, I think, and it's all about oh Achilles's love story. Go read it. Um, I'm ready to go back to the gay people. Right all right, now. all right, all right. Anyway, that was that's a little fun uh, LGBTQ plus fiction out there for you. Okay. Okay. So a lot of these I like summarized what Victoria wrote and uh, put it in my own words. But this one I didn't have time to write down because the boy woke up. The child. 
So I'm just going to read what she uh, wrote on Facebook. Okay. Verbatim. I'm going to say this wrong. Hatshepsut was doing away with gender norms before it was cool. Referring to herself as Her Majesty the King, she was known for being male, for blending male and female dress behavior and even had a fake beard made for her chin. She was a pharaoh. Mm. By the end of her 20-year rule, she had laid important political and architectural foundations that her stepson and successor, Tutmose III, would use to continue to grow the kingdom of Egypt. He also tried to erase any and all reference to his stepmother in an effort to try and secure the throne for his offspring. For the first time her mummy was discovered the sorry, the first time her mummy was discovered it was discarded on the floor as a pile of rags in the 1920s. Like many what? gender nonconforming historical figures, people have attempted to ignore, overlook and erase her from history, but she and her contributions live on. So she was essentially one of the first like recordings of non-binary that we have where she was like no i am her majesty but i'm also the king and i will wear dresses but you will make me a beard wow can you read the part about when they found her again i found her uh the first time her mummy was discovered it was discarded on the floor as a pile of rags in the 1920s ah i would assume that's all that she wrote but i would assume that because her stepson tried to erase her legacy he probably got rid of like her full appropriate pharaoh burial and left her as like just a mummy ah would be my assumption wow so those are the two oldest historical figures i have that's my bra's bothering that's pretty old that's pretty old i'd say do you have a year can we find a year for when she was alive and doing her thing oh yeah i can look her up they when they were alive and doing their thing i think she she still she went by her majesty the king her her i'm just gonna call her her majesty the king hetshepsbet i don't know i'm saying that wrong uh, came to the throne of Egypt in 1478 BC, so before Alexander the Great by like over a thousand years. Because the years go backwards. Uh huh. Because BC. Never mind. Oh my God, I was wrong about the Sanskrit scholars. They were 600 BC. You're saying Alexander the Great was 300. Oh yeah, so he was after the Sanskrit eight. scholars. No, he what was he it? was BC, but the BC years go backwards. So anything BC or BCE starts at like whatever zero. and goes to zero and then they start over at one at ace which is after common era so 1478 bc is farther back in history than 330 bc because it counts down which is why i said i was a hard time doing backwards math so alexander the great was born in 356 bc and died in 323 bc do you hear uh-huh. that? Yeah. Backwards math. I guess I'm just confused because when I did the Fibonacci episode... He was probably AC? Yeah. Which is, goes up. That's what we're, we're currently in, AC. So that would have meant that the Sanskrit scholars weren't six, were like 1,200 years before... Fibonacci. Fibonacci. Yes. Ah! Because you have to go to zero and then go up again. Ah! Oh my god, so... The Guys, fi- I know more math than Aaron. The Fibonacci sequence was even older than I thought. I... Yeah. Okay. All right. Whew! Sorry, I didn't mean to give you that little... That's how I feel every time you do an episode of that. 
<laughs> gives you any clue into what's going through my head. Okay, wow. I guess... Yeah, I forgot that that's how that works. Yeah. Erin's hands were just, like, in her hair. Her elbows were on the desk. So before Common Era goes backwards... Yes. But because they, But they didn't... In that time period, they weren't counting backwards. I don't think so. I think that that's, we, like, that's how we do it. We've reassigned it, it. Well, because also it started uh-huh. as before Christ and after Christ, so it was, like, counted down to zero, Christ was zero, and then it counted up. And we've changed the words to not use Christ anymore. Right, 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 because that was weird to begin with. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready to continue. Okay. We can move on. Well, speaking of our Fibonacci episode. <laughs> <laughs> a great, a great one. He's... Uh, this is actually related, not even just mildly, because our next man is Leonardo da Vinci. Yes! Ah! That's right, the guy who painted the Mona Lisa. That's what I put in here. Leonardo didn't keep a practical journal, so we actually don't know all that much about his personal life. He did, however, leave scribbled notes and drawings in the margins of pages of books and other things that he was writing. Da Vinci had... Two apprentices, I'm going to say these wrong, Gian Giacomo Giacomo. Caproti and Francesco Melise. It is rumored that their relationships far surpassed mentor-mentee. Being gay was not super uncommon in the time, and it actually became known as, what was the, Florence, it was like a Florence thing. They like had a word for it that was, like, you're Florencing. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, essentially, but, like, that's not the word. Um, but the city of Florence wanted to get control over it and kind of squash that. And was like, ah, this is getting out of hand. Stop fucking people who have the same genitalia as you. Oh, Florence. And Da Vinci was one of probably tons of people, but we know for sure Da Vinci, who was mm. publicly accused of gay acts when he was roughly 23 And this public shame is possibly what caused him to withdraw so much and not keep any super detailed personal journals and not, like, discuss his personal life and only dive into his work, which is why we don't know a lot about him Um, personally. We know a lot about him. He was, like, great at so many things more than the Mona Lisa. Right. Um, But, yeah, it's it's pretty rumored that he was so gay. (laughs) There's some maybe... Potential rumors that Leonardo da Vinci was super gay. So gay. So gay. Uh, Especially because he was publicly accused of it. Uh, Wow. I hope he was happy. I hope he had lots of nice relationships in between. Well, I mean, his his apprentices, if that is true, didn't apparently care and were all for it. So I'm sure that he just, like, stopped being public about them Mm. Mm. and was like, oh... I'll just do myself, actually. Thanks so much. Stay in my lane. <laughs> let me just, let me just she was... paint some sad girls and make my mama sad because I'm not becoming a plumber like my cousin. <laughs> and also, I don't want to marry that lady. I'm gay. <laughs> Princess Peach who? <laughs> so, Tune into the last episode. Quick, quick callback to, to being possessed by Fibonacci's ghost. Um, next we have... Another very important person, some call her the mother of modern nursing, Florence Nightingale. Revolutionary to the nursing field, Mm. and who we Mm. really have to thank for where patient Mm. care is at today. Mm -hmm. Um, In her time... Do you want to know a fun fact? Absolutely. I know all about this, because first-year nursing majors have to always have to write a paper about her, 
and I would edit like so many of them. So many of those papers in there. Aaron's year. job in college was to sit in our honor suites and be like a writing tutor. Yeah, I was a writing tutor. Uh, uh, well, I did it. Oh, right. You also did it at the library. Yeah. One was paid, one was volunteer. But yes, but in both jobs. All you did was edit papers. I read, I read this paper many times. Well, for those who didn't read 6,000 papers on Florence Nightingale, <laughs> she had at least two passionate relationships with women. One with Mae Smith. Mae Smith? I'm going to go with Mae Smith, who nursed her back to health after serious illness. <gasps> And who she... Romantic. Yeah. Like, said, essentially, I forgot to write down the quote, but Florence was essentially like, this is, like, the light of my life and my muse and the best thing that's ever happened to me and I'm obsessed with her. The second was unrequited. Oh. Why was there a second? What happened to May? Where did she go? I don't know. But she had a heavy infatuation with a woman named Marianne Nicholson. Um, And she would write in her journals, about how deeply obsessed she was with this lady. Oh, man. And I don't know if it was unrequited because Florence never told her or because Marion was like, not into ladies. Oh. But either way... <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> What's, what just happened? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I'm sorry. Stop. No, no. What just happened? Um, there was a a, a light, a light. I'd say possibly a flash of lightning and a crackle of thunder, and um, I jumped out of my seat. Well, okay. So we sit over the the like deck area outside the patio area, and her mom went out to pick up some things, and she heard the noise, and then turned to look. And they went, oh, we have to go help and stop the podcast. And we ran down and her mother did not need our help. But we tried. Um, We tried. And I didn't hear or see any of the noises. And I'm facing the window. So I think it might have been the ghost. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. There's not a ghost. There's no ghost. You have sage, right? Oh, um, I do. I do have some. Just go downstairs and be like, goodbye, thank you for coming. That's not how it works. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude. That's not at all how that works. I know nothing about witchery. Oh, oh, well, yeah, I think the sage burning has to do more with, like, bad energy. I mean, some people have set, phrased it in a way that makes you think if you have a bad ghost. The, the, I do, I do get good herbs. ghost vibes, if that helps. Yeah, I, I don't get I don't get bad ghost vibes either. I think, I think your ghost might be playing tricks on you because you didn't know that they existed, but I don't think that they're mean. Yeah, I think they're like teasing me a little. Okay. Cool, All right. Cool. Alright, All right, last person. Maybe the ghost is gay. I mean, there was a gay ghost that haunted Aaron in college. Do you remember the lamppost ghost? Oh, the lamppost ghost, yeah. Was so into you. Are you... (laughs) No, no, here's my theory. All right. Pause on our last gay historical figure. We lived in many different places in college. And wherever we lived, the lamppost that was right outside of our dorm flickered. Only if Aaron was near it. I'm con- our, we went to the, like, most haunted college in New England, possibly one of the most, like, I think it's, like, top ten in the United States, uh, and I would walk to and from class by myself at night, nothing would happen. I'd go with our roommate, Danielle, nothing would happen. 
Every single time I went with Aaron, the lampposts would flicker us back to our dorm room. It did flicker. This is I And yeah. every lesbian on campus was in love with her and okay. hoped Let's that she was gay. Exaggerate. There were plenty of lesbian women who were ju- not in love with me. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> so I think the ghost was one of them. Okay. Uh, all right. That's kind of cute. Also, if you guys couldn't pick up on this, I'm a firm believer in ghosts. Uh, and college did that to me. So you can blame the place that we went to school. Mm. I wasn't sure if I should say the name because we've said that we live near it, so I'm not going to. Um, and there was a ghost with a crush on Aaron, and I think maybe it now haunts her basement. Maybe it's a new ghost with a crush on Aaron. Are we just, just, just saying? Are we sure it wasn't a man ghost? I mean, I feel like... I got, I got big female energy because the flickering lamppost never made me uncomfortable. Oh, alright. And um, I'm afraid of men and the dark. I see. So the fact that I could walk past a flickering lamppost without anxiety... Makes me think it was a lady. It must be a lady? Okay. All right, that's fair. But I don't know. I'm not a medium, for all that I know. So okay. I could be wrong. Someday, someday we'll be those little ladies going to reunion, and we'll bring a medium with us. To talk to the lamppost ghost? Yeah. Okay. I also heard there's, like, one of the dorms has a ghost that dribbles basketballs, and I've heard it. And one of the dorms has a cat that haunts its halls, and I've heard the cat. And one time, I was in the basement of the theater trying to costume a show late at night, Mm. and all of the doors Mm. were locked, and I said, please unlock the doors, and then they were unlocked. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh... So I believe in ghosts. Anyways, our last historical figure, I wouldn't really call this guy historical. Some people might. Very famous person that we all know and love. Sorry, it just makes me laugh because I wrote down his real name. If you know who this is, you can't spoil it, because I like my reveal. Okay. Okay. All right. What? Really? Okay. I'm sorry. Wow. This is funny. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's one of those things. All right. I think I'm just nervous. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hannah nervous? What? I don't know what that emotion is. Farokin Balsara was born in Stonetown, Zanzibar in 1946, but you might know him better by his chosen name, Freddie Mercury. Oh my god! Well, it's not exactly a secret that the lead singer of the band Queen wasn't straight now. When he was at the height of his fame, he largely kept his personal life out of the public eye. Hmm. And many people didn't know or chose to ignore all of the signs that pointed to a gay man on stage. He was married to a woman for a little while. He was engaged to a woman. Oh. Freddie lived in a time when being gay was seen as a mental illness and his own parents called it demon worship. Ah. Freddie was engaged to his long-term partner before he ever told her, Mary Austin is her name, I did write that down, that he identified as bisexual and the relationship didn't end up working out, but they did stay friends. Okay. She didn't, it wasn't because he was bi. It just, <laughs> he was kind of, you know, chaotic in other ways. Yeah. Um, which, honestly, pretty on par for bisexuals, Yeah, I would say. Strong, strong alignment with the energies there. Yeah. With the bisexual thing. He constantly challenged gender norms with what he wore and how he acted. And there's even famously a music video where he had the whole band dress and drag. But he was never open about his sexuality publicly. And was just like, I don't know, I'm kind of funky and weird, and I have these big yeah. teeth, and I wear tight clothes, and this is just who I am, baby. Baby. Um, he 
also remained, like, quiet about it when he was diagnosed with AIDS um. and ended up dying. It didn't say if it was from AIDS, but I imagine some kind of AIDS complications because especially then there wasn't a lot of treatment or care for anyone who had that. And it was called horrible things that implied that you only got it if you were gay, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he did die next to his long-term partner and lover, whose name I forget, but was a man. Wow. And those are the gays of history. A few of them. Every single historical gay ever. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a lie. There's, But that's the thing. Is like I tried to pick someone um, from every... From multiple different time periods. Because ah. like if people... One of the most common things is like, well, back in my day, back in your day, they were there. They just knew that if they spoke out, they'd be fucking prosecuted mm. or shunned or murdered. So it didn't, it, there's never been a time in history when we can't find a single person on some kind of LGBT spectrum. Mm. It just depends on the time of history, how open they were with it. And if they were open, what happened to them? I think that's important to know. Yeah, definitely. Context. If you want to know more about any kind of gay people or people who were super important to the gay movement um, and the pride movement, because not everyone that Victoria posts about is necessarily on this on the umbrella. Um, Under the umbrella. Yeah, I keep trying to say on the spectrum, but there's other things that you phrase that way, and I don't want it to be, like, misconstrued. But it is. Like, it's... Sexuality is a spectrum, and it's like an ebb and flow, excuse me, and there are people who are, like, super straight but attracted to one person of the same gender and vice versa, and there's people who uh, kind of are loosey-goosey about it all and just kind of love everybody, so I would definitely call it a spectrum, but the umbrella, I think, is, like, a nicer term? I don't know, um, but she talks about some really great allies, too, who were, like, instrumental in the different movements. Um, and she posted a video for every day of Pride Month, so I imagine there's, well, they'll be all done by the time this comes out. At this point, there's one more to go, um, because we are recording on the 29th. Her TikTok is, once again, Hood Rat Karma. All right. Oh, wow. So much knowledge. So much learning. Um, about time, humans... How BC and AC work. <laughs> yeah. That, that random yeah. thunderstorms might startle my friend Aaron. <sighs> oh boy. Do you have any last comments? Any last words of wisdom? Um, on this. Educate yourself. It's not anybody else's responsibility to educate you. So if there's anything that I touched on today that you want to know more about, look into it and look into it from reputable sources and don't depend on your LGBT friends to teach you about it because that's not their job. And that goes for every category of things. Yeah. And if someone's willing to teach you, that's totally different. But if there's something that you are not a part of, a culture or a... But any identity, yeah. or anything, and you don't understand something, look it up. We're all adults. We know how to read. We know how to find reputable sources. And and educate so, yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay to have been wrong and go back and recognize that and fix it. And, and it's okay to have questions and to ask those friends who do fall under those categories those questions because a lot of people are very willing to educate. 
but you shouldn't put the burden of that on them. And if you have questions that I can answer, feel free to DM me on Instagram because I'm one of those people who's more than happy to talk about it all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a reputable source. As you've learned from this podcast. <laughs> okay, about this one subject, <laughs> I'm a reputable source, no, I'm okay? Teasing. I'm teasing. About anything else, I cannot help you. <laughs> I know nothing but gay. You did the math, though, last, last time. Did oh, you know you're that? right, you're right. But Wait, I, one, one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen. Thirteen. That's where I stop. <laughs> I don't know how to do that higher than thirteen. Thirteen plus eight. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Twenty-one plus thirteen is thirty-four. Four. All right, we're gonna stop now. I I realized <laughs> doing our last episode that it's actually not all that fun to listen to someone just do math. list numbers. Um, I like to do it. One one two three five eight thirteen twenty one. <laughs> but the mon- the fact that like the monotone voice is required. Yeah, I can't uh, remember if I use any other voice. Uh, I could do it in a higher pitch. Would that help? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to. I know. I know you were. I um, I can't edit the the. I can edit the volume of your voice. There's nothing I can do if the pitch of your voice it breaks people's eardrums. Wow. I can't, I can't fix that. <laughs> I feel attacked. No, it's great. I think it's very impressive. You have a you have a range in your speaking voice. Oh, thank you. Um, the microphones just can't handle it sometimes. <laughs> um, oh, I have one last thought. Yeah. Not at all related. Okay. Another good title for our podcast. Not at all related? I like that. I like that. Um, I'm Hannah, and I'm Erin, and this is not at all related. Uh, today, I like you test it out. <laughs> for every time. Um, today with my toddler that I'm nannying, he woke up from his nap and wanted to play with tracators. That's how he says it. Tracators on oh. construction site. And I said, oh, can I play with your tracators? But I fucked up and I made it go backwards because I thought tractors could do that. And he took it from me and he said, no, Hannah. And I went, did I lose my tracator privileges? And he went, you lost your privileges. <laughs> I think it's the first time he's ever heard that word. And I said, can I have them back? And he would put the, the tractor like real close to me and go, here is your privileges. And I would try and take it. He would pull it away and go, no, Hannah. <laughs> so I am not allowed to play with tractors. Uh, we'll see if that changes by Tuesday when I'm back over there. But I wanted you all to know that. <laughs> privileges. <laughs> He also says things like, Hannah will chase me now. Oh, right. The command. So commanding. So then he went, um, Hannah will play Struction with me. And I said, well, am I allowed to play Struction? Do I have that privilege? And he went, for now. Oh, wow. Children. He doesn't share very well. He was an only child born in the midst of COVID, so, like, it's there. We're working on it. Yeah, I think he's got time. I think he's got a little wiggle room to figure that out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'd leave you with that little tidbit. Yeah, that was good. That I love to fun. play with tracators. Tracators and privileges. Yeah. Anyways. All right, we got to do our ending thing. Oh, drink water. Take your vitamins. Eat your veggies. Get some sleep. Uh, do some self-care, whatever that means to you. Yeah, and and take joy in affirming your inner self and your outer self. Oh yeah, well yeah, they should they should your entire self touch each other 
Mm. Just slightly. Just, just a little <laughs> in the breeze. In the just breeze. a little touch. <laughs> just like when you feel the tickle of a hair on your shoulder and you go, that's ah, your, that's and your outer go, self and your mm. inner self meeting. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize that it's just one of your hairs that fell off of your head. That's how they should touch. That's poetry. Thanks, I'm good at that. Yeah. Um, anyways, I have, uh, I hope that you all had, because I'm sure by the time this comes out, it will have passed, a fun and safe 4th of July. Um, you can still celebrate the holiday and not celebrate this bullshit country. And that is how I'll leave you today. Mm-hmm. We love you, friends. We love you, friends. We're out. We are out. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Thank you.